I think this is the slickest directing of the movie because it's clearly the same person yes. just walking out to the right and then yes. coming back around. <laughs> and then because you, you can't we did the Jawa shot the whole time. Yeah, you can't see their faces. Yes. they're the same height. It's just the same person just knocking on the door, walking it's around the, the camera. The same cactus goes up to the door a bunch of times in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like it's like the way they're eventually going to convince Trump he's got the wall. You know, it's like they're doing that, <laughs> running around behind. Yeah. God awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because happiness makes you soft. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting 700 miles to my immediate left is my good friend Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back, sir. Thanks, Noah. Thanks. So, you know why you can barely hear me? It's it's because my mic is next to my belly button. Should <laughs> I, I get my mouth in the sound frame? Or no. Is it, is it good? No need. No need okay. at all. We have new standards. And, of course, sitting 900 miles to my northeast is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? I'm fantastic, Noah. I'm doing this first sound thing with my head cut off okay. uh, to celebrate this movie. So uh, just be aware that I will not have a head for this recording. All right. And, I, you know, I just I love <laughs> the thought of the listeners that don't watch the movie in advance wondering what the hell you guys are this talking about. This makes so much goddamn sense, but, everybody. <laughs> but before we make sense of it, we do have a guest masochist to introduce. Also joining us is comedian, magician, and co-host of Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social, Matt Donnelly. Matt, thanks for being masochistic enough to join us, sir. Oh, I'm glad to be here. I'm slightly concerned about the whereabouts of my wife and child. I'm willing to table that. <laughs> willing to table that to sit here and talk to you guys for a good long time. Okay, good. Have you called a shaman? <laughs> <laughs> Again, it'll all make sense in the wash, guys. You might have to re-listen to this intro at the end, but you'll love it. All right, so tell us, Heath, let's start uh, breaking down this mystery a bit. What What, what did we watch today? We watched... The Missing Christians. It's the story of the rapture told to us from the perspective of five inches away from the main character at all times. And uh, it's all about the struggle of Christianity to overcome the evils of uh, less extreme yes, Christianity. Yes. <laughs> Other Christianity. Yeah, the bad guy is moderate, medium Christian. Yep. That's the, the antagonist in this movie. Um, it's also an allegorical lesson for the left wing of 2016. And also right now, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> I swear to God, it took me 20 minutes to figure out that this was about the rapture. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'm always curious about this when we bring in guests, because, of course, we've watched a trillion of these. We knew five minutes into this that the rapture was going to happen at some point in this movie, right? Oh, man, I felt like such a dumbass for 20 minutes. I'm like, oh, the missing Christian. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, but it was really just, it seemed like just like a guide, like an after school special guide to guilting your children into going to church. Right. Like, yep. Yeah. It's it, just, it is like a law and order breakdown of this woman for the first 15 minutes of just shaming her uh, until she just cracks on the witness stand. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, and by the way, other people are gone. <laughs> yep. 
Yeah, once again, the argument from, okay, there's no real reason to believe we're right, but how scary would it be if we were, though, right? <laughs> oh, man. We're going bit by bit on this because there's so much I want to lay into. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, don't worry. We'll give you a chance yeah. to get every last bit of it. God knows. <laughs> there were 50 minutes in this movie, but somehow there were also three and a half hours in this movie. <laughs> yeah. And Eli, how bad was this movie? Well, if you love Grandma's Home Movies but you wish they were all also demonstrable proof about her being wrong about when the world would end, you will love this movie. It's, uh, the end is nigh. I mean, I mean, nigh. 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 Damn it. Nigh. <laughs> and now, and now. All right, so is there anything you guys want to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? I would, Noah. I would. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to go with best worst. Camera frame in a motion picture. Um, they spend the entire movie being incapable of getting an entire human actor into the frame of their movie. Because, again, the camera is five inches away from everything that happens. It's crazy. Like, it looks like an old person zoomed in on a touchscreen by accident and never got zoomed back out because they didn't know what to flick. Like, they didn't know the finger gestures. They had no idea what was happening. Yeah, that's very close to what happened. Yeah. All right. So, Matt, you got any best worsts? Uh, yeah, I'd say the best worst uh, throwing shade uh, over a small thing <laughs> during extreme circumstances. <laughs> so at one point, I guess like the secretary lady comes into the, comes into the office and she can't get out that the guy's uh, wife and child are gone. He's just too busy doing other things. And finally, he says, like, uh, oh, by the way, sit down. And she's like, thank you. And it's like <laughs> out of nowhere, just in the middle of all of this, just the best thrown shade at a reverend be like, hello, I'm a woman. I've been standing. What the fuck is going on? In here? It's been minutes, I say. Minutes. The priorities of these people post-rapture are baffling to me, right? Yeah. God has chosen his people. He hasn't chosen me. So at least I can have a fucking seat, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to stay in that same scene, actually. I'm going to go with best worst blocking. Oh. There is, I I, I can't, be, we're going to go over it, right? Obviously, we're all going to talk about the ridiculous, weird blocking, specifically from Reverend Wise, but from all of the characters in this film. But constantly, these people stand up and move around like, you know, Hall of Presidents automatons or something, you know? <laughs> like, the, the fucking, the, the Reverend Wise walks back and forth like one of those ducks you shoot at the fair. <laughs> if you made blind people square dance on the punishment of death, it would still be smoother than the blocking of this movie. I feel like they were just playing tic-tac-toe on the floor, a bunch of kids before they came to the movie set, and they were like, I don't know, the X's or wherever, I have no idea what to do. Straight up, everyone in this movie seems like they're acting at gunpoint. Yes. <laughs> yes, everyone had a very proof-of-life feel to their acting. <laughs> yeah, they're all, they're all kind of blinking SOS as they act through the whole thing. I'm going to go with best worst, calm down. The last third of this movie will be a gentleman whose wife and daughter have died and been taken up to heaven, asking everyone to lower their voices slightly. <laughs> that is the last third of the entire film. <laughs> oh, that guy's so fucking bizarre. I love him so much. That's Reverend Wise. We'll spend a lot of time 
on Reverend Wise. But, you know, the sooner we wrap this break, the sooner I can stop remembering this movie altogether. So we're going to keep the break brief. And when we come back, we'll dive into all the hostage video acting of The Missing Christians. Okay, everybody, gather around, gather around. Everybody to record Christianity's first movie. Oh, now that's enough of that. Oh, I'm very sorry. Sorry, 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 sorry. Any questions? Yeah, uh, Frank, how's this for volume? Will, will the camera be able to hear me? Is this good? That's perfect. Good? Okay. Yeah. If, excuse me, Mr. Director. Yes? I, the, the, the script says I cry. How How long do you think I should do that for? I think about... Four or five seconds should be fine. About three tears. All right, everyone. Now let's film this thing from the neck down. What did I say about that racket? Oh, very sorry. 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 Jesus. Oh, wait, I mean, not Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Jesus. And we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start off with the best worst logo of all time. This is what oh. Bible Man aspires to. <laughs> oh, Literally man. drawn in crayon. I, I, I wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> and spelled wrong, and they had to fix it on the fly. <laughs> yes. <It's, laughs> it says Evangel Films L resents. And they were like, fuck, uh, okay. Presents was the word we were trying. That starts with a P. You've drawn an L. Uh, just Okay, just draw the curvy part on the L at the top, and we're going to keep that frame. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And it literally says L resents with a little circle over the top of the L. Yeah, so a quick word of warning. This film has not been formatted to fit your screen. The version of it we found, um, as Heath alluded to in the intro, it's on YouTube, and the person has filmed, has transferred just the middle of the frame to YouTube. <laughs> right? I... <laughs> I saw the logo and I fully expected the camera to pan back and it was just going to be on a flag in front of a Christian marching band. (laughs) (laughs) Bunch of high schoolers run through it suddenly or something. Yeah, we march for Christ and we do it well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we're watching Ein Issen Hristja. It's a Christian drum. (laughs) at at first i thought this was super clever because the name of the movie is the missing christians and i'm like oh most of them are missing i get it the whole movie is mostly missing but no that's not where instead we just look at the cast listing through a microscope but no we don't get a marching band instead though we do get a bunch of scary looking white people leaving a tent revival (laughs) it's like it's like an ink blot test of unattractive white people. It was just weird. Uh, I just wrote in my notes, ah, the 50s, when everyone dressed like they had decided to go to Catholic school forever. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good era to be in the top button business. Everybody yeah. was top button. <laughs> or the bow tie business. I feel like bow ties reached their high water mark in 1952. Yeah, totally unisex. Everyone's into it. It doesn't mean you're crazy or weird. Yeah. And then Tucker Carlson brought it all the way back. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Only he could. Okay. So I now- feel like Tucker Carlson is very influenced by this movie specifically. <laughs> <laughs> if Tucker Carlson were a film, yeah. Um, and okay, so I want to give everybody an idea of how bad the acting is. This is community theater level bad, and there's no way to really uh, understand except to hear it for yourself. So I brought a clip. Mother. Have you ever seen so many people 
going down the aisle to accept the Lord. Now, I should point out that the kid who's saying this is dressed <laughs> like a fucking bellhop in a hotel with a jungle room. Oh, <laughs> the and the cuts in this movie are so hard. It's like the goddamn Zabruder tapes, just like, ah, <laughs> and the way he delivers that line is insane. He just he's like, all right, you guys keep filing into this building that we're going into. I will sit in this chair by this camera, turn on this lamp, and now say a sentence to the north is what I was told. I think I think he's farsighted. And to the north is a guy with giant cue cards like 50 yards yeah. away. <laughs> right. and, then the, and then the kid has to shout to the guy with the cue card. <laughs> so he knows what he's done saying it? Oh, that yeah. makes so much sense. Uh, and everybody hates each other. Everybody's so – like – it's like all the actors are in a fight about like an orgy they recently had that didn't go well. And then like, <laughs> their moms made them hug it out and do a movie together and walk around the school with holding hands like it was like a punishment, clearly a punishment. <laughs> all right. So this is where we're going to meet grandma or mom. Uh, this this the old lady that speaks like um, I don't like a cartoon bear that's baking. Yeah, like like a like an old timey record elocution lecture. <laughs> also, her lipstick is not on her lips the entire movie. Like like her lipstick is misapplied with a stamp the entire. It's just just a half an inch to the left of her mouth, but still in the shape of a mouth. It's fucking insane. I think I think it's because the room is lit so brightly. She's afraid of getting sunburn anywhere on her face. <laughs> oh, there you go. No, it is. There's a lot of the times the makeup is like you ever play a video game where like the frames are on some shit is just shifted a little to the left. It's like the lipstick did that. Right. It doesn't quite catch up with the character it's supposed to be on. Her lipstick was buffering. Yes. It was, absolutely. That's, that's it. So then the sister sits down. She goes. Uh, the second coming of Christ is the next topic of this conversation. Oh, my. You might as well <laughs> listen to her change gears like an old car. Just a chunk. Ooh. All right. Easier on mom's clutch. <laughs> and then finish her line and just throw it into park while she was moving. Like, yeah. And then perfectly motionless. You have yes. to. When you're, when you're done with a line, you may not move or else, you know. People can't see the other person's audio track while they're talking. <laughs> What's well, it in this in the shot? She's in a two shot, and the woman who's in the two shot does not know she's in the shot at all. No, she's not looking at her. She's just off. She's like, "When <laughs> did he yell cut? And when can I go back to catering?" <laughs> so, but Grady sure does wish Norma had been at this tent revival. Norma the slut, right? And this is and then we're going to we're going to meet Norma. Right. So she's like, oh, let's all pray for Norma. Not not on screen. Let's 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 move into this area yeah. of this unfilmed area of the frame. Let me just lean out of frame for a quick prayer. Yeah. <laughs> she comes back. She's got crumbs all over her mouth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. <laughs> It's like the cameras were nailed to the floor and they were like, not, not even slightly movable. It doesn't even pivot. We will need to nail a new camera. In. No, just she's out of frame. It's fine. All right. So now we cut to Norma getting home from a date. This is so fuck. OK, so she gets home. She's dressed like she was a bridesmaid at a Smurf's wedding, right? 
she appears to be wrapped in lace. Like, like she walked through a gay spider's web. <laughs> like he was like, oh, really? Ochre. Okay. <laughs> and she's led in the room by, I believe, an uncredited actor, the very handsome gentleman in a tuxedo. I wasn't sure if they went to prom or whether they eloped or whether she was on a game show. I wasn't yeah. sure where she was coming from. It or he was just three. about to park her car yeah. around the corner. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Jesus dressed fancy in the 50s was, you know, going to work at a minimum wage job of today. <laughs> But yeah, so she comes in, she she says goodbye to her to her date, and then for some reason she stands with her back to the door and runs through all the face emotions that she knows. Yeah, this this director <laughs> lets an actor do their job. He lets them use their faces and let us interpret subtext. And he let us interpret <laughs> subtext for I don't know, six minutes. Like uh <laughs> I thought like she was thinking about maybe I'll maybe I should have sex maybe I shouldn't have sex maybe I should worship Satan maybe I should kill myself <laughs> like there's there wasn't a thought I didn't think she had in the moment we had to watch her thing maybe I should have sex as a lion now as a tiger now I kill myself as a lion now as a tiger now a really sad tiger got it <laughs> and I just wrote man she just realized what movie she's in yeah, that can be hard. <laughs> <laughs> so she comes into the living room. She sees the family all sitting around talking about the tent revival. She's like, shit, uh, why are you guys still awake? And the little boy's like, we were making sure your clothes would still be on front words, you whore. Panty <laughs> test. Panty <laughs> test. <laughs> Can we talk about her clothes for just a quick second? That dress that's taking up the entire frame oh. of the entire movie. Like... <laughs> She might as well shake like a wet dog and splatter everyone with an entire dress of their own. It's insane. Oh, and this little boy is so stilted in his lines. I wrote, fun fact, this little boy's lines were the first time he ever spoke. And the last. <laughs> yeah, I had it down his throat constipation. I don't know what that is exactly. Yeah. I think... I think with her dress, maybe like uh, she's being rolled up in a carpet like like a mob hit that went unsuccessful. <laughs> this is how they slugged Cleopatra in, y'all. Um, so, yeah. So but they're going to all the family's going to catch her up on all the tent revival action that she missed. And they sure do wish that Norma would give her heart to the Lord. Oh, at this point, the acting is so bad. There is only one possible explanation. At last, Jenkins, Jenkins, get in here. Yes, Mr. Studermeyer, back in Haven. I've done it, my boy. The world's first autonomous robot. The world's first autonomous robot. Well, I'll say. Language, Jenkins. Sorry, sir. Uh, what shall we use them for? Oh, I know just the thing. Yeah, oh, and throughout, throughout, right? The, the, the world's first robots, indeed. And... So she. this is also where we reveal that Norma, unlike the rest of the family, doesn't go to a fundamentalist church. She prefers Minister Wise, who is a dump, dump, dumb progressive. Ooh. His, <laughs> the, the mom even says these exact words. She says, your preacher is tainted with modernism. <laughs> He's only lynching gay people now. <laughs> Still, sometimes it's medium lynching. Get woke, people. Get woke. We're doing medium lynching amounts. 
Also, this at this point in the movie, the camera starts somehow swaying in and out. I wasn't even on acid. What was going on? I have no idea. You know when you were a little kid and you got the big camcorder and your dad would let you play with it for a second and you'd go like, Tord? Out, Tor. It's like if you kept that footage in the movie. <laughs> do you think do you think that the T meant toward on those old camcorders? What did it mean? <laughs> and W was for way away? Yeah, for, for with, withdraw. Toward and withdraw. Of course, of course, yes. What is... <laughs> it's telephoto and wide lens, but I like Ooh, yours geez. better. Right now, I'm thinking back on the guy in the tuxedo who dropped her off, right? Yeah, He's right. He's going to talk to her the next day and be like, wait, what happened when I dropped you off? <laughs> I changed Christianities. I couldn't hear what was happening. That's like, I dropped you off and you just got ambushed by every generation of your family? <laughs> All right. Oh, this is also where we get to see mom try some crying on. Oh, oh. but but just for a second. No, she, yeah, just she's a couple like, tears. She's she stands, she cries for exactly two seconds because someone off camera was like, and stop or I'll hit you. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> and more complete stillness. Every single actor. It's like they all had to take a shit and they were squeezing it in. You know, when you like don't want to move and you don't want anybody near you because you're you're tucking it. Turtlehead <laughs> Productions presents. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> You don't want the inside of your pants touching your legs. So you don't, you try to like stay inside of everything. Makes you shiver. I learned this at film school, everyone. Fiber up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Norma feels terribly ashamed about not worshiping Jesus correctly. So she runs off to bed and the family decides they're all going to pray. Now, apparently at this point in filmmaking, they hadn't learned that you can just face the camera and pray because everybody then turns ass to the camera, right? <laughs> to <laughs> kneel against the couch. And we end this shot with just everyone's ass in the air. Yeah, everyone's <laughs> ass in the air with like someone's drowning aunt singing What a Friend We Have in oh, Jesus God. over it. Like, <laughs> and I know part of it is that the film was old that got transferred to digital, but the other part is just this lady being like, you know, those new black singers that we have in 1953. I'm just going to hold these notes as quavery and sad as I can. <laughs> I think with everyone turning away, it's like they knew in the 50s there's a huge prayer voyeur market in film. <laughs> That's a tab on Pornhub, anal prayer, yeah. <laughs> POV. And that's how they close the scene. We actually get an ass yes. wipe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Nor so we follow Norma up to her room. She's going to sulk and then she's going to fall asleep in her giant fucking spider web dress. Yeah. Put some jammies on. Right. <laughs> and now Jesus is here. Is that Jesus? Or he is looks that like Isaac McDonald? I yeah, he looks like Isaac Newton to me. <laughs> Before I saw this Jesus, I thought we already seen how much this director hates people of color. 
<laughs> he was this Jesus was rather white and delightsome, wasn't he? Like the way they made him more Jesusy is by making him even whiter. They did. They basically painted him white and put a giant blonde wig on him. <laughs> yes. It was like it was like, let's see, for this film I want to do Hitler's version of Jesus. <laughs> So, yeah, so Jesus comes down and stands over a teenage girl who's asleep. Um, nothing creepy there. And he's not mad, uh, but he is disappointed. It, she <laughs> just got a guilt trip from three people in her living room and then goes up to sleep to just get it totally doubled down by Jesus in her dreams. Yeah, like she's getting a divine <laughs> guilt trip to go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like it's the worst. It's like when you get in a fight with your significant other and then you call your friend to like get him to sympathize with you. But he's like, no, it sounds like you're wrong. And you're like, no, this is not your job. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> People also, shouldn't have to do things they don't want to die. Ah, you guys don't get it. <laughs> I told her to order her own fries if she wanted a goddamn fry. I was very fucking clear. <laughs> Also, like, in the, from, from a director's standpoint, uh, she goes to sleep and then Jesus appears to talk to her. In her dreams, is she still sleeping in her dreams? Or we are yeah. watching <laughs> what she dreams? Like, like all I know is that the actor's been painted white and put a blonde wig on and he has to talk to, like, basically a dead body for a whole scene. Yeah. <laughs> and, okay, and, and also we should point out that back in 1952, words didn't mean exactly what they mean today, right? So when... This guy is standing over the sleeping teenager talking about how she's been searching for pleasure, but only God can really give it to her. It probably <laughs> meant something different to them. Yeah, only the Lord can satisfy you. And yes. I was like, okay, I'll watch this porn. I won't like it, but I'll watch it. It's like when you got a playlist going, right? And you don't want to have to reach over. But you're just like, eh, all right. You win, Pornhub suggested. You win. <laughs> All right, but yes, the Lord wants to take away the darkness of her skepticism. I bet he does. And skin, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> this was a Mormon movie. Who knew? Uh, so now Jesus is going to ghost of Christmas past her, I guess, and show her, like, memories of how happy she was when she was a fundamentalist. Remember before you could think? This was so much easier. Oh, and we get to see her dad singing in church. And so many people tweeted to me about how many terrible memories this brought up of their ordinary, terrible singing dad who got up in front of all of their friends and family once a week to be like, old timey hymns that mentions the Jews by name. Old timey hymns, fuck the Jews, fuck the Jews. Yeah. And you're doing Old Man River. You always end up doing Old Man River. I love it. Old man, fuck the Jews. Nope, that's on me. Don't try to combine them. Just no one to blame but the Jews. <laughs> Keep your racism separate, if you would. Thank you. But equal? He goes. <laughs> <laughs> That's your space force. Get it right. Yeah. So, it, but, but also think about what a shit thing for Jesus to do. This is he's like, oh, you don't want to be a Christian anymore. That's okay. I'm sure your dead dad wouldn't be disappointed at all. Look at him. Yeah, this is where I wrote in my you notes, Jesus and my mom have the same tactics. 
All right. So, yeah, Jesus is playing the you promised dead dad you'd be Christian card. He's like, he's like, remember when you told your dad you'd read the Bible every day, but you don't anymore, do you? What a bitch. And she's like, yeah, I am a bitch. Yeah. Shit. Almost like you don't want the same things at 17 as you do when you're seven. And only Christians think that should be consistent. Yeah. <laughs> also, um, but by the way, is this not a weird assignment for Jesus Christ, the son of God? <laughs> like God was like, all right, you're going to talk to people one at a time. But while they're sleeping, you're going to sneak into their bedrooms. <laughs> And ideally film them from five inches away the whole time. <laughs> That'd be great. And, okay, so now we're it's time for Jesus to explain to us how she's like a stray sheep. But because that's such a complex concept, the stray sheep, we have to actually look at a stray sheep as he explains it. <laughs> oh, In case these, you were having trouble visualizing that. These 1950s pre-vaccination sheep are looking <laughs> oh, <God>. rough. <laughs> They look like everyone's aunt who gives you a book for Christmas. They're just like, ah, showed up in my Volvo. I don't know why I shake like this. Do you? That's why I, I, that was the most effective part. It was like, you're a lost sheep. Not like a pretty sheep, like one of these sheep. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> you're a mangy, lost, flea-ridden sheep. <laughs> so yeah, but she's a lost sheep and Jesus has gone to find her, I guess. That's his job. Like you said, that's his job. Yep. And we're just watching stock footage of sheep, right? <laughs> yeah. Like that's all that's happening, like for a while. I feel like the movie is just a bunch of stuff a guy already had on tape. He was like, all right, I got sheep walking. <laughs> I have people singing at church. It's actually my dad. He's really bad. And. <laughs> I have uh, the, the lady I'm stalking while she's asleep. Are yeah, we done working? There, there we are go. done working. <laughs> fucking movie. So, Heath, would you call it stock yard footage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, because the sheep? Yeah, yep. yeah, you see? Because. <laughs> <laughs> he was so proud of that. <laughs> he's proud. quite proud. He he's quite proud. stopped us to go back for that. I love it. <laughs> I feel like he's just needling us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then Jesus accidentally reads stage directions. Seriously. Right? <laughs> yep. Right? The, the next scene, he opens with him going, the scene shifts. And then he awkwardly pauses like James Blunt or something. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That's not. I don't. No. See. We're still going, huh? Still going. Uh, cut. Nope. <laughs> I would be completely unsurprised if one of the actors in this movie at some point said cut. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So now we cut to her as a kid playing with her friends. I'm sorry. Now the scene shifts to her as a kid playing with her friends. And then she goes in and she has like a mom montage, like mom putting her to sleep. And mom gets to sing, too, I guess. Yeah. Noah, Matt, you are from this generation. What year did hairlines <laughs> We're from 1952, move? Eli? Yeah. What year did hairlines move from the back of the skull to where they reside today? Do you know, based on this scene? Did you all figure it out together? The year, year after my dad was born, you mean? Yes. Yeah. I don't You are very young. <laughs> <laughs> Mine only went about halfway to where it is today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah let's let's be honest. Not everybody's hairline is the same. The point the point at the very front is almost where it's supposed to be, but the rest <laughs> is big wings. 
All right. So, yeah, apparently this is a musical now. Dad sung, mom sung. Uh, we get the whole mom singing her to sleep montage. And then she recalls the time that she went to the altar and accepted Jesus as her personal Lord and Savior or whatever it is, the thing that they do, you know, at the altar call. Mm-hmm. She says, and, and of course, Jesus, because he doesn't know what these words will mean in 2019, says, you wept as they sang, saying, Jesus, I come. Jesus, I come. <laughs> it's not weird yet. This is 1952. Love a weepy orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But Jesus calls her out because she didn't fully yield her heart to the Lord when she was 11 years old and prompted by the, all the adults in her life to go up and say meaningless words that she couldn't possibly understand the implications of. Oh, it's the world's most boring nightmare. When you did exactly what I told you to do, I feel like you didn't mean it. Really? We're having this fight, Jesus? You sure you don't want to do this at brunch with my parents, Jesus? <laughs> Are you mad? No, you're fine. You're fine. I don't think you're fine. I think you're a liar, Jesus. <laughs> and by the way, this entire scene is also uh, stalker cam with Jesus right next to her bed while she's sleeping. And I just, I wanted this girl's parents to walk in and just shoot Jesus in the face. And be like, oh, fuck. Oh, no. Was that the Lord? And Damn it. Okay. Uh, now I've got to be the Lord. We're going to have to go to the North Pole. I know how this goes. <laughs> I don't know if they had like writers groups back in 1952, but I feel like there was like a Christian uptight mom movie writing script group and <laughs> reading all of this dialogue from Jesus out loud. It's just a bunch of uptight moms being like, yep, that's it. That's the way to get her. That's the way to nail her. Yeah. It was Jesus the first speaking. accidental chat bot. The comic book code accidentally spat out this script. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> totally AI written from like uptight moms. Yeah. It was like, we figured it out. <laughs> And we should point out, too, because we keep talking about the stalker camp, this movie spends an inordinate amount of time watching this girl sleep. And I guess in 1952, that wasn't what a woman masturbating with her eyes closed looked like. Right. <laughs> or or maybe Christians just didn't know because she's she's just constantly pawing and kind of half smiling and shit the entire time. I wonder if she was just fucking with them. She's like, they're not going to know. I'm going to masturbate through this whole fucking movie. They won't. Huh? <laughs> well, and the other thing is. You can tell that the creepy cameraman is trying to get like cheesecake shots, but she's dressed 1950s. So he's like, yeah, I'm going to shoot her slutty ankles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a little shoulder. There's a little shoulder, which if you zoom in is a butt. That was the irony. The only access and budget for the for the access and budget they had, they could only hire porn makers to shoot this film. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, at a couple moments, they actually had to cut the, the the scene of her sleeping. They had to cut her laying there and have like weird, awkward edits in it. So like, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe she was masturbating in between. I don't know. I <laughs> and so somehow this actress failed at laying down, though. Yeah, well, that's what we know for sure. So now we cut to, I guess this we've ended the Ghost of Christmas past portion. And now we're going to the Ghost of Christmas future portion. But the movie doesn't tell us that. I'm telling you. I'm making it a little easier on you. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, I, I do what I can. And so now we cut to Norma. She's with the fam. Um, they're singing hymns around a piano together, talking about the rapture. 
Look, if I've learned anything from the last couple of weeks of movies that we've done, it's that 100% of the U.S. population could play the piano before the year 1980 because there was nothing else to do. That's actually, that's really close. I mean, you're you're wrong on the year, but yeah, like before we had recorded music, yeah, basically everybody played the piano. It's the only way you could get music <laughs> into your life. Yeah. People were better. Yeah, exactly. We need to make Maga. America great again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> greatest generation. So... A piano in every household. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough piano players. It's an emergency, I tell you. So, okay, but before Norma can play her song, Sis turns to Mom and she says, Mom, will we be precisely the same after the rapture or will we be different? Mom's like, very strange that you should bring that up, but okay. <laughs> That's a weird... It's like when you've ever been part of an MLM pitch and there's one person there who's an obvious dude. He's like, so you're saying I can save time and money? (laughs) Kathy, you're wearing a Thrive pin. I can see the Thrive. You put a T-shirt on over a shirt that says Thrive with a Thrive pin on it. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, but mom explains how awesome and white bathrobe the rapture's going to be. Right. They are very clearly, we get a shot of them all very clearly wrapped in sheets here. They didn't bring the hoods. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, the, the other stock footage this guy had was home videos of clan rallies. That's <laughs> the rest of his stuff. All right, now one without that's the masks. Not, and that's why he started shooting and cutting everyone's heads off. <laughs> <laughs> They're all just wearing clan hoods the whole time. <laughs> So if you're if you're watching this movie, anytime you can't see someone's head, it's because they're wearing a clan hood. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Puts this movie into context. And, and this is where we get his 1950s special effects of them flying. Yes. Which is him starting the camera up and then panning down. I think he just dropped the camera. And went, well, <laughs> well, normally those things are nailed down. It takes a lot of special effects to move those, man. Come on. <laughs> there was no budget in the crew for overtime. So he was shooting. They're like, we're out of here. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yanked. Shooting as he's walking out the door. <laughs> just, just yank the camera with them. All right. But so I thought that this was some kind of hypothetical imagine because the little girl's like, what will the rapture be like? And then. Granny says, well, we'll all be in white bathrobes. It'll be cloudy. We'll, we'll kind of fly, but really we'll just pan down. And, and then we see all of that happen. But actually, that is the rapture happening in this movie, right? Yep. So, or it's, it's her dreaming anyway it's that the rapture is yeah. happening. Yeah, it's still a dream. They remind us of that. I don't, I don't know how anyone on this podcast thinks they can answer that question with authority. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, but so this is apparently that we get the moment where she stands there going like, oh, my goodness, I, Norma Norton, have been left behind at the rapture because I am an incorrect type of Christian. She gives her full name. I, Norma Ray Norton. Sorry, I just don't want to be. Maybe there's a confusion to grab the wrong Norma Norton. Anybody? <laughs> nope. Okay, I'm supposed to be here. Sorry. It's like when you're at the DMVs and you got a Smith name or a, and you stand up and another person. No, 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 okay, right. hell on earth, right. demon locust. Yep. Just checking. <laughs> Just checking. 
that's her crying out for like a uh, a double check on the rapture. Yeah, right, right. Norma L. Norton, L. Norton. Norma okay. L. Norton. All she right. walks in. Everybody's like Norma L. Norton. Like cheers. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and then we cut to her progressive pastor getting a phone call. Now, Reverend Wise is visually imagine Mr. Peanut dressed up as Mike Pence for Halloween. excellent I have him down as calm I'm calmer than you are (laughs) oh my god this conversation okay so we cut to him getting a phone call this conversation is so bizarre that it's almost intentionally humorous right it's almost impossible to imagine they weren't just fucking with us here because he's going like this is the actual line from the guy on the phone call he says Reverend Wise, I'm quite upset about the large number of people who have disappeared. (laughs) If I was going to describe what happened today, I'd mention a good deal of people disappearing. (laughs) But Reverend Wise is like, yeah, and Reverend Wise is like, well, let's not, you know, I try not to get unduly distressed over these kinds of things. I'm like, this is not a kind of thing. Yeah, man, don't worry about it. It's probably just something weird with the photons today. We're, we're not evangelicals. I'm going to go have gay sex with uh, someone who is visible. They're all visible. Okay. The phone call literally ends with the guy on the phone going, I'm going to head to work. And he's like, yeah, you do that. I mean, unless unless everyone disappeared, in which case, just kind of do your pointless. best. Let's beat the Ruskies. I don't know. <laughs> My only hypothesis about this scene is that since it's 1953, everyone thought they were going to get nuked at any moment. So this is how calm all people were all the time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The scene would have made so much more sense if he said that as he got underneath his desk. (laughs) (laughs) Let's stay calm about this. Now come and duck and cover with me. Right. right. (laughs) No, this works. My kid told me. Um, yeah, no, but the reverend basically advises him just to ignore the rapture until it goes away. <laughs> you can use the desk to block the rapture, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so and now reverend. Yeah, he's trying. God's trying to take you, but you keep banging into the drawer. <laughs> so, <laughs> All right. So now reverend Wise's secretary. Well, the ne- secretary from the neck down comes in to see him. She's obviously wearing the uh, the clan hood. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> and she goes, you know, Reverend Wise, I don't know where your wife and daughter are. Now, keep in mind, he just got off the phone with a guy talking about, you know, half the people in the world disappeared. And he's like, where are my wife and daughter? She's like, no fucking clue, man. No clue. And he's like, he's like, what? I can't hear you without your face. Can you come, <laughs> can you come back in with your face in the frame? <laughs> oh, and I cannot. Again, he is so nonchalant. She's like, have my wife and daughter come back from being totally vanished from the face of the earth since last night? No. Well, let me know when they do. Yeah. Don't want to overreact, obviously. It takes him so long to realize, like to the point where you feel like maybe he had, you know, like maybe he had arranged for a kidnapping and a murder to happen that day, but they got raptured right beforehand or something, you know? So he knew they were going to be missing, but they, I don't know. Yeah. Just practicing the phone call with Jean Benet Ramsey's parents. <laughs> All right, so stay cool, stay calm, write my own note. What? Sorry. <laughs> so 
Also, from like a writing perspective, this scene is a disaster, right? Because like, it's like, where's my wife and child? Uh, well, I was going to get to that. Well, I got other things on my mind. Oh, wait, at the window, there's more people here. It's like, why did you write the people <laughs> approaching before this conversation is done? Yes! <laughs> like, like, there's a whole crowd of people. It's like, well, tell them to wait. It's like, wait. Until this scene like, is over. <laughs> Yes. For like a paragraph. Tell them it's like one paragraph. They're going to be fine. It's like, if I'm listening to the script, I'm like, just have the crowd show up after that. (laughs) He keeps having to say like, oh, wait, this scene was about my fucking kids. Shit. Um... What, what about that? Yeah, I've I've just taken a prioritizing class at the learning annex, and let me see here. I've got a mob outside. My wife and children are missing, and I haven't offered you a seat. Let's yeah. figure out these things in order. And this is where he does the single pace. Oh my god, it's amazing! I didn't know you could pace just once, but he does it. <laughs> one step to the right, one step to the left, and that is quite and enough of that. Back. He's like, he's like, huh, where could my wife and daughter be? He stands up, does the one step forward, one step back, like it's a dance or something, and sits back down. This is I- <laughs> very mysterious. I should probably think about this while walking. Let me let me see if being in the frame helps. Nope. Still mysterious. <laughs> All right, and then this is where we introduce Mrs. Stiller. Or, or no, I'm sorry, Mrs. Stiller is there, but Mrs. Winters is on the phone because again, this fucking script is just a goddamn mess. They don't have it in their heads that they can do these things one at a time. <laughs> so Mrs. Winters is worried about her kids who are missing, and the Reverend's like, "Why would you call me about that? Aren't there police?" Which he has a point. Yep. Yeah, probably pastor's not the right guy to call there. There's there's a couple of points where if you don't believe it's the rapture, the pastor is dead on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and this is one of them. There's one way more important one, but I don't know if we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that in a moment. Yeah, so, okay. Then Mrs. Stiller uh, comes into his office, right? And she says, I'm here to talk to you about your wife and daughter. To which he says, oh, they're all right then. Good. <laughs> That's a weird assumption. I really wanted her to be like, ah. Ooh. You see how I'm all distressed and I came in the morning after everyone disappeared and said quite like fervently, I'm here to talk about your wife and daughter. What about that makes you think they're all right? Like, what about that screams they're just fine to you? I am 100% taking this tactic when the principal calls me from my kids' schools from now on. <laughs> I'm calling you by, oh, they're fine then. Hey, Matt, we're here to talk to you about your kids. Oh, they're doing fantastic? Well, thanks for the update. <laughs> Are you telling me they're not disappeared? This is fucking great. Cool. <laughs> you come in every morning at this time to tell me my wife and daughter still exist, so we're nailing it. <laughs> Hello, Matt. It's St. Rose Hospital. It's about your wife. Oh, she's fantastic? Thank you. Yeah, great. <laughs> A doctor knows that my wife is fantastic. Excellent. Goodbye. <laughs> Could you put her on for... No, just don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Good talk. Yeah. Good talk. <laughs> if you talk to her, tell her I'm slaying the spire. <laughs> All right. So, but yeah, but while Mrs. Stiller's in there to talk to him about his wife and his daughter, this huge crowd shows up that wants to return his defective brand of Christianity. Yes! So we we pan this crowd of like, I guess this is supposed to be an angry mob, but it's the 50s, right? So they're just shaking their fists and shit. Hey, this is the 1950s equivalent of shitting in your hand and throwing it, Noah. This is pretty intense. (laughs) (laughs) 
And they finally got the uh, top of the frame above head level for the very first time in this movie. So that was exciting. But yeah, um, all of these people had heads. It was awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I really wanted the crowd to have no heads. I would have been really excited if it was just like all people. <laughs> <laughs> or hoods. Yeah. Um, OK, but he's like, he's like, why would they come to see me in such a distressing time? And even Mrs. Stiller's like, dude, you're their fucking pastor. <laughs> this is the this is the least egotistical pastor I've ever seen. That's a good thing. Yeah, right. He's like, yeah, but that pastor that means I'm useless though. Shit's going down with the shit's going down with kids. Call the cops. Uh, shit's going down the town. Why? What, don't bother me. <laughs> and and this is where he he suddenly remembers this scene was supposed to be about his about his wife and daughter. Right? He's like, oh right, weren't you here to tell me about? She's like, odd that we would script this and not just go back. But yes, that is why I was here. That's oh my amazing. God. That it just was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I don't know where my wife and kid are. Yeah. <laughs> It's like this script was written by an Alzheimer's patient who bums you out while visiting grandma. Just like, where am I? Okay. Yeah. He's so upset about the wrong shit, right? From this point on. So first of all, we have to point out every time he gets upset, you can tell because he stands up and then sits back down. Yep. Like a state of the union at a certain point here. Like a bop it clown. Like I expected at any moment for someone to come and push him over and for him to just spring right back up. Yeah, there we or, go. Or like hit him with a mallet and then another one of him pops up over here or something. Yeah. But she says, I saw your wife. I don't know where your wife and daughter is, but I saw them at that tent revival and he hates tent revivals so much. Oh, that is, he's so mad he stands up again and then gets back down again. I think what happens is he was taught by a personal trainer to take out his anger on his glutes. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to wonder, what must this direction have been like? I think it's I think it's the actor fighting with the director. Like, if I'm angry, I feel like I'd stand. He's like, well, I wrote this for you sitting down. Well, then we'll do both. Oh, does it matter suddenly? Does it suddenly matter if my head's in frame? Oh, okay. Okay. I don't care where your precious frame is. I'm an actor. I stand when I'm angry. I think I know what this direction was like. All right, now, Joe, in this scene, uh, you find out your wife and daughter went to the big revival meeting and you're really uh, torn up about it. Got it? Oh, yeah. I saw them last night at the revival. What impossible stand. Cut. Joe, the line is what impossible. And then you stand. You don't say stand. Oh, okay. I see. Sorry. Try it again. Action. I saw them last night at the revival. What impossible. And then you stand. You don't say stand. No, just say what impossible. Uh, What impossible. During the scene. Okay, sorry. So I got it. Okay, keep rolling. Action. I saw them last what night. What impossible. Never, oh, never mind. Exactly. But here's my question. Is his first reaction that he thinks the evangelical minister is fucking his wife and child together? Because that's definitely what I got from his reaction. He's like, wait till I get my hands on him. It's like, oh, this all right. Uh, not to, you know. This is this is uh, point number two. I talked about it. Or the priest was dead right. Point number one was call the cops if kids are missing. <laughs> and point number two, if there's even a one percent chance this rapture thing isn't happening, yeah, your wife, your wife ran off with this sexy guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, it's this is hilarious. She goes like, um, 
He says, wait till I get my hand on that preacher. And, and, and the woman, Mrs. Stiller, says, oh, you won't be getting your hands on him. And his immediate reaction is, you mean he ran off with my wife and kid? <laughs> She's like, why the fuck would you assume that, dude? It's like, because of the facts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and then after all of this, his secretary who walks in, he turns to the secretary and he goes, where's my wife and kid? It's the again <laughs> scripting via Alzheimer's, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, okay." Just to review our conversation from one minute ago, I will repeat the exact same words. Your family went to a revival meeting. Now they're gone. Went with everybody else at the meeting. Yeah. Just say that. Quick question: Where are my wife and kids? <laughs> And these two women are there be like, listen, stop worrying about your family. Let's talk about your path of Christianity. Yeah, right. right. Let's yep. get to something important. This guy just won't, yeah. this guy just won't let his wife and kids go. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is where we learn that Reverend Wise is, uh, you know, a moderate Christian pastor of nihilism. That's what that means. Here. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I'm pa I'm a progressive pastor, so we believe in literally nothing. Um, <laughs> I would describe that as much less than the amount of stuff they believe in at the revival. If I'm being honest, <laughs> we wrote down their beliefs and stacked it up. Their pile would be way taller than our nothing pile. Like uh, uh, I heard they met the other night at like midnight. I I would never do that. I, I'm a I'm, I'm a hard out at 10 p.m. with my Christianity every night. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, right then, though, Norma shows up. She's about to shed a little light on this whole thing. But holy shit, do I need a break before this scene goes on any longer? So let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Can Nick Cage land the plane in time? Will their parkour be enough to take down the Antichrist? You ever notice how all the Rapture movies just run together in your head? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the monotone conclusion of The Missing Christian. Oh, hello, everyone. Welcome to Reverend Wise's Church of, of the Atheist Christendom. Uh, let's get this thing started. Anybody got a Bible? Uh, no? Fuck. Knew I should have brought one. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I have this uh, salad dressing bottle. I'm just going to read from that instead. Uh, Mrs. Studemeyer, you want to? Uh, mm -hmm, yeah. yeah. Olive oil. Milk, spices, paprika, cinnamon, salt, and pepper. Salt, salt and, pepper. and pepper. Is there milk Amen. in it? Amen. All right, let's go home and have some gay sex. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> and we're back for more of this shit. When we left off, Reverend Wise was holding a large white box with the word rapture printed on the outside, wondering what it could be. <laughs> but luckily, Norma's here now to fill him in on the details. She's like, no, trust me, it's my dream. I know what's going on. Yeah, I love that they flash to her <laughs> sleeping face in case we forgot this is a dream yes. and maybe a movie. <laughs> <laughs> The title card just says, still a movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the movie. <laughs> so Norma comes in and the, and the reverend goes, what is it, Norma? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe people disappearing, man. I just, <laughs> I'm just throwing it out there yeah. as a guess. She's like, oh, man, my family's missing. Can you help me with 
Any good advice about the nothing we believe? Do you have anything about that? <laughs> and Mrs. Stiller, bless her little heart, says, I'm sure they're just out visiting someone. The best. Why would you think that, Mrs. Stiller? <laughs> but Norma's not buying that they're out visiting bullshit. She's like, nope, nope. It was the rapture. And Reverend Wise is like, where did you learn this? She's like, from the Bible. Show me your Bible and I'll I'll show it to you. But of course, he's a progressive reverend. <laughs> this is the best. It is a 20 minute montage of him being like, Bible, Bible right. opening I've got drawers. One of those somewhere. Ooh, oh. let, me, let me check my drawers. Nope. This first one holds my nothing. Uh, <laughs> what condoms, about this one? No, that's dildos. the Quran. I have the Quran in this one. <laughs> is that? No. Okay, here it is. It's in my low priority drawer. There I found is it. it. <laughs> Yeah, so he finally finds his Bible, um, and she opens it to First Thessalonians uh, to read to us about the rapture. And Reverend Wise tries to talk her down from this fundamentalist bullshit, but she's pretty pissed, right? And there's this awesome moment. It's the most honest anyone has ever been with a pastor in a Christian movie, right? Because he's the bad guy pastor. He's the progressive pastor. So she's allowed to say, everything you told me was deceptive nonsense. You've taken advantage of me. These are all lies. And I'm like, yep, that is... That is how to handle a pastor. Yep. The actress just keeps going. It cuts away hard. Sorry. Sorry. Someone needed electroshock therapy, but Norma's fine now. <laughs> Norma. I also just want to say that, like, I also, again, if you just think about this from the priest, from the pastor's perspective, his wife and kid are missing. And this woman's like, no, no, no. Check this out. Open your Bible. Boom. <laughs> <Yeah>. They're gone. <laughs> and the pastor's like, Norma, you're hysterical. Slaps her in the face a bunch of times. I'll need, I need to give you a hand job now. Calm you the fuck down. Okay, there is a moment of that where you have to go because because he goes, Norma, you're, and then there's a hard cut, and she goes, Oh no, I'm not. Like, what did they cut? <laughs> you're acting On like a Jewess, Norma. Yeah, right. You're acting like a Jewess again. <laughs> I have this dildo of Darwin's exact replica penis. I will need to use this to calm you down. It actually was a non sequitur. He said, you know, females deserve to have orgasms. And then just totally. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Get that out of the film. <laughs> I don't even know what, the, what words you're saying. That's nonsense. Yeah, right, right. I think Heath wanted to set out of the podcast. Um, Burn this down and kill the crew. <laughs> <laughs> And also, we notice, and if you if you watch these uh, any of these movies along with us, you already know this, but Norma reminds us that the more Christian you are, the more syllables you can get out of the word Lord. She's at three. <laughs> <laughs> she definitely saw a production of The Glass Menagerie and was like, got it, taking notes, going to nail it in my Christian movie. Yeah, but this is where she admits that she half-assed her altar call and wouldn't be a real Christian because she was afraid her friends would pick on her. And at this point, she's yelling at the pa at, at Reverend Wise, and he's backing away from her. And it's hilarious because at a certain point, he's like hiding behind the curtains. He's climbing on things. <laughs> Again, anytime this guy moves, it's gold. Yeah. And And these two lines appear exactly in order. I thought my parents were fanatics. And now we're all going to go to hell. So <laughs> the people who believe this stuff isn't a fanatic. We're going to burn in fire forever. 
got sucked in by your dungeon of whores that is moderate religion, and now we're going to hell. Thanks. Oh, yeah, Mrs. Stiller at this point, she says, well, my none of my friends got raptured because they love their, I am not making this shit up, they love their card parties and dances more than they love the Lord. <laughs> oh, how mad would you be if you get down to hell and the devil's just like, do you know why you're here? And you're like, why? And he's like, bridge. Yeah, so, yes. <laughs> this movie is warning us about the dangers of Uno and doing the Charleston. And <laughs> dancing. Yeah. Dance. With a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for Polka. Yes. <laughs> Trouble in River City. <laughs> On the script, it was capital L Olka, and they had to cross it out and put P back in there. <laughs> <laughs> that stands for physics. Physics. Olka. Yeah. So, but but Reverend Wise realizes the error of his ways, and he sure is ashamed of all that incorrect preaching he's doing. He's been doing his whole life. He sure is sorry. Yep. But, okay, here's the thing about this movie. It's supposed to convince us to be Christian. And, and and look, if the rapture happened, I, too, would start believing in the Bible. If I dreamed about it, I would like, <laughs> Why are they undercutting their own stupid fucking movie? <laughs> you don't have to make it a dream. You can make it the movie. Yeah, exactly. The <laughs> Although, to be fair, we should probably get ready for what our show will be like if we're wrong. Well, that's true. And uh, so, yeah, again, just want to emphasize that we were wrong. Uh, sorry for those that we got, uh, you know, damned to hell on earth. Yeah, our, our bad. Yep, our bad, our bad. Um, and also, side note, many of you have noticed that Heath will no longer be on the show. Uh, let's just say we always thought he was joking about that Pascal's Wager stuff, but uh, <laughs> good one, Heath. Yeah, good one. <sighs> Good one, Heath. Thank you. You can't be in the skit. You're not in the skit. You got rapture. You're in the skit. You're in heaven I, with I Jesus. I can make noise from heaven and you can hear me. It's suck it. That's how it works. <laughs> so I guess you have to put milk and salad dressing to get raptured? <laughs> you have to not, actually. You have to be offended. <laughs> Maybe this the script is based on someone's actual dream, and they're like, we have to stay true. <laughs> We oh, gotta right. stay true to to the source, source material. material. Yeah, <laughs> there's just one Daniel Day Lewis in the in the fucking writers' room screaming and shouting, but yeah. that ain't what I dreamed. Right. No, <laughs> we believe in nothing. Nothing happens. <laughs> They're like, no, we can we can make it, you know, so that we just portray the rapture and just deal with the rapture. It was a dream. It stays a dream. <laughs> <laughs> Don't want this movie to be unrealistic, do you? And this is where everyone's taking turn going, boy, was I wrong. No, I was wrong. And it just occurred to me, it made me feel so warm and cozy. They've been having the same goddamn fantasy since the 1950s. Pretty much everyone who made this movie is dead and demonstrably wrong. I just, you know, a little sunny note for me. Yeah, (laughs) there's something funny about watching a movie made in 1952 that insists the rapture is going to happen any minute, right? (laughs) Also, by the way, the New Testament does that, too, in case you're curious. I just wish there was a fourth guy in the room who was like, you know what? I love Go Fish, and nothing's going to change that. (laughs) Not even this. (laughs) 
did have sevens, though, the motherfucking liar. All right. So, <laughs> and and uh, by the way, this scene ends. They go for a, a dolly zoom on the faces oh, of the three people in the scene. But they only kept two out of three yeah. of those dolly zooms, which means Norma fucked up her dolly zoom. She couldn't <laughs> just sit there. She was like running away, too. And they were like, no, 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 we're doing it. God damn it. <laughs> I'm just pushing the T. It's time <laughs> to run away. That's what hood. T stands Don't for. put on the hood. God damn it. I'm not that close <laughs> yet. You, you already said it was my martini shot, and I'm two martinis in. I can't, I can't shoot a close-up. I'm hammered. <laughs> All right. So now Reverend Wise decides to turn on the television box and see if if there's anything about this rapture on the news. I feel like even in 1952, this should occur to you sooner. But luckily, they get it <laughs> the instant the network's cut into guiding light, apparently. Right. Oh, and so here's the thing. I wrote a bunch of notes about how stupid this newscast looks, that the guy's holding papers and just standing there staring at camera. And I bring Anna in. I was like, look how dumb this is. This is what they think news was like. And Anna was like, that is what news was like. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it wasn't. So we YouTubed it. You guys just let a guy read off a fucking script in the 1950s? What happened? Just, yeah. No one was like, what if you looked off the camera or anything? It was all it was a bunch of old-fashioned radio guys who were like, I'm not changing for TV. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> the teleprompter's just a bunch of metal tablets. This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> he's putting out a cigarette on Howdy Doody's face as he's talking. Anyways, <laughs> these Christians are gone. Drink your Ovaltine. So, yeah, so he goes, he's telling everybody, yeah, like, you know, all the Christians got raptured. He goes, nearly every home is reporting people missing, except the Jews. We're not really going to acknowledge their existence in this film. Uh, yeah. he, he says at one point, the group of people known as devoted Christians are missing. As though, they, and I guess this is what the fundies believed back then, that the rest of us also walked around calling them devoted Christians, right? Like, no, that's what you call yourself. You're lunatics, right? That's what we call you. All Christians are pretty sure they're devoted ones. Right. Yeah. Now all that's missing is like annoying people on the subway during your commute. So like we're all happy. <laughs> I'm just like, you're a newsman. Cite some sources. Where are you getting this information from? Yeah. Well, right. he's getting it from scientists because... <laughs> Here's the actual line we get. Scientists are baffled. Nothing like this in all of history, they say. So <laughs> what? Like, who the fuck asked that question? Who is like, hello, scientists. Uh, <laughs> any examples of millions of people getting bamfed together all at the same time? <laughs> Could you list all of those? None. You say there are none? Okay. <laughs> I I'm love reporting that he had this. to go to a scientist for that. Well, I had some follow-up questions about the times that people disappeared, but uh, <laughs> fuck, what are your turn-ons? What are your turn-offs? <laughs> he's, he's throwing away giant metal note cards. They're crashing into stuff. <laughs> I love, he goes at the end of the whole thing. He's like, everybody got raptured. looks like we're fucked. Anyway, time for the gospel hour. Oh, he got raptured. <laughs> Shit. Oh, Shit. I would have I loved it so much more if that program was on. And now, okay, you're going to laugh. This is actually kind of funny. Guess who showed up with a 100% arrival rate? Yeah, that's right. Oh, <laughs> the irony of old Johnny perfect attendance not yeah. here. And also, uh, should, I think it should be noted that he is the best actor in the film. 
the he's news just, reporter? Yeah, he just crushes it. Oh, I buy absolutely. It. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> By the standard the, we've set in this film, yes. Yeah, no, it's a low bar, but still, I think he deserves a little credit for being the best actor yeah. in this film. I believe the bar is the top of the frame, and he is inside. <laughs> <of> it. <laughs> also, this is where you talked about how it was fifty minutes long, but it felt like three hours. I couldn't believe this was not the end of it. <laughs> I couldn't right. believe that this was not uh, the closing. It felt so much like we were listening to the end of this movie. It was such a fucking tease. Yeah, because he goes like, you know, just the other day, Johnny Gospel Hour told me that he believed the rapture was right around the corner. And in the real world, that would be an insane thing for him to say. But this is a movie, so it's not. Uh, so I'm just going to play his theme song in his honor so that you can hear more of what music sound like before we started stealing it from the blacks. Oh, <laughs> it's <laughs> amazing. And again, all of the religious songs were so honest pre-1990s. It's a man just like, fuck the Jews and the Muslims. Oh, yeah, no, the song that he's singing is about how, wow, it sure is going to be a shame when all the other Christians leave and you're not Jesus-y enough. Yes. Probably shouldn't have given them Jerusalem by four. <laughs> that was Stay a mistake five years ago. <laughs> hey, listen, I'm making a movie. We need to make a soundtrack. I need the whitest, whitest chorus you can find. And uh, <laughs> we're just going to do the whole thing live. We're just going to record it straight through. Yes. And just like in a church, we're just going to record the whole soundtrack and slap it on there. You know that ghost that haunts the Huckleberry Mansion? Does <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they asked they asked the, the super white blonde haired Jesus if he knew some people and he's like yeah anyone with albinism in your immediate circle and then for no fucking reason at all a narrator starts reading us the parable of the ten bridegrooms which is amazing, right? Because that, that parable obviously breaks down because the guy behind the door is very clearly the dick. But when you visualize it, it's just a bunch of women coming up and being like, hi, um, I know you and I'm a nice lady. Get the fuck out of here. Go burn in hell forever. Right. <laughs> well, and it starts off like because because you got five bridegrooms who have enough oil and five that don't. Right. And the five that don't are like, hey, can we borrow some oil? And they're like, go fuck yourselves. Right. Those are the good guys in the story going like, go fuck yourselves. Get your own oil. Um, So then yeah. they wander off. Yeah. So the moral of the story is that Christians should shut the fuck up and be secretive. Like, I mean, that would be great, but I don't think that's what they meant to tell us. Yeah. They are way sharing the oil and I would love for them to stop. Yeah. <laughs> they shared the oil a little bit less. We wouldn't have a career. So, you know, it's a little 50, 50. Yep. Welcome to the church of shush. Yeah. <laughs> also just small thing. When this scene starts with the, the, the bridegroom thing, the little reenactment, I thought they were showing us a bunch of homeless people because of the rapture. And I was like, every rapture movie does this. Like there'd be this like mass homeless problem all of a sudden when people disappear. Yeah. Which makes, <laughs> like, do they think all the Christian buildings got raptured too? Like, <laughs> Well, you know, businesses, the Supreme Court has determined that businesses can be Christian, Heath. So oh, <laughs> all the just hobby all, lobbies are gone. Just a pile of curtains on a foundation. <laughs> <laughs> That was the weirdest jibe in the uh, in the newscaster thing. It was like all businesses are are not doing well. It was like one of the things he said in the newscaster part, which yeah. was like only devout Christians spend money. Well, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> businesses at a standstill, and that's how we know 
The Jews are running the economy. Wait, fine. That, that <laughs> fucks up our thing. We had. Uh, how opposite. amazing! How amazing would that be, though, to go to hell and have a building next to you getting tortured? You're just like Wendy's. What did you do? <laughs> oh, you're a Wendy's. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, sure. I get it now. I Why are you always out of chocolate frosties? Exactly. <laughs> you deserve this. Your milk milkshake wasn't broken when I pulled up 15 minutes before you. Liar. <laughs> Liar. Liar, you just don't want to get out the stuff. I know you just cleaned the heads. Fucking take them back out. I don't care. (laughs) All right. So we, so we, we work our way through this parable. By the way, one of the great things about trying to do biblical parables visually is that they don't make any fucking sense and that's fine when they're written, right? So like when you write that Samson killed 500 people with the jawbone of an ass, it's nowhere near as dumb as when you try to visualize that, right? So in this parable, (laughs) repeatedly five people are talking to five other people, but that's not how humans talk. But in the visualization, they have the five people speaking in unison like a bad row, row, row your boat, right? <laughs> can we try this? Can we can we go for uh, where, where, where's my oil? I need some for my feet. <laughs> Honestly, even with the VoIP delay, I think we do better than they did in this film. <laughs> where, where, where's my... Oh, I, I'm the other side of it. it yeah, right. oh, yeah. Do we not all... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one by one, they go to the door and they're like, hey, Jesus, I brought some good weed for the party. And he's like, fuck off. We got enough bitches here. (laughs) And they're also just all telling the stories like, oh, I give a bunch of money to the church. I help homeless people. I'm an extraordinarily good person. And God's like, yeah, no, doesn't matter. Doing good stuff does not count in our religion. And apparently (laughs) this movie that I'm in, it's a movie, by the way. We decided to emphasize this because we're dumb. (laughs) I think this is the slickest directing of the movie because it's clearly the same person yes. just walking out to the right and then yes. coming back around. <laughs> and then it's, you, That's you can't, right. get the Jawa shot the whole time. Yeah. You can't see their faces. Yes. They're the same height. It's just the same person just knocking on the door, walking it's, around the camera. The same cactus goes up to the door a bunch of times in a row. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, like, it's like the way they're eventually going to convince Trump he's got the wall. You know, it's like they're doing that, <laughs> running around behind. Yeah. <laughs> also, by the way, heaven is apparently a first floor shitty apartment with a plywood door <laughs> yes. that doesn't open. I literally wrote in my notes, he, heaven is Heath's apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, like- guys. It's a brownstone, and years from now, it's going to be worth millions. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, you can slide the plywood. I have it set up so you can move it. You can get in. <laughs> And then they start singing. And so one by one, we go through all five of these girls that come up and say, come on, Jesus, I'll uh, do hand stuff. I'll do mouth stuff. And he's like, no, too late. And then they start singing this creepy ass hymn about being too late to love Jesus. And it's almost Python-esque. It's so fucking direct. You know, it's almost please don't boil us in a vat. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But then just then Norma wakes up from this terrible, terrible dream. Yep, she sits straight up out of bed just because even in the 1950s, Noah could go fuck himself. Yeah, well, she doesn't quite do the straight setup. She's yeah, she's better than most. But yeah, <laughs> she wakes up and she's and she says, "Oh my God, it was only a dream, but it could come true." And I'm like, "False." And she says, "It will come true." I'm like, "Falser, we're getting colder." What? <laughs> False. You are dead now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and <laughs> she's like, "What a terrible dream!" And we get this weird like 
Wizard of Oz moment, like, but really sad. She's like, oh, God was just this really inept, shitty wizard behind a curtain. And he he lied to this little girl and lied to a mentally disabled scarecrow and told a <laughs> robot with a heart to go on a dangerous journey for a heart. <laughs> Lied to a lion with PTSD. He's an asshole. He's an asshole guy. <laughs> also, anyone who falls asleep in that uncomfortable dress is going to have bad dreams. Yeah, right? <laughs> right. But this is where she finds her dad's passive-aggressive Bible. <laughs> in, in a column of light right. that was just yes. sitting there. She goes, what could this possibly be? It's the only set piece. Is this um, the soul of Marcellus Wallace? No, it's my dad's Bible. <laughs> Crazy. I just thought there was an overhead spotlight in my room. Weird. Hand me that Bible. It's the one that says bad motherfucker on it. Yeah. <laughs> and but she opens the Bible. She's like, huh, it's my dad's Bible. Dad died years ago, and I've never read the note in it. What? There's a note in it. And God, apparently dad was oddly prescient about how I was gonna turn into one of them filthy progressive Christians and fall asleep in my dress and have Jesus dreams. And oh yep. my goodness, it's the first ever passive-aggressive Facebook message. And look, we've been forwarded a lot of these from listeners, so we know the tone. It's like, I just want you to know I love you. Here's proof I don't for six paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that there was a little bit of a disclaimer in the letter from Dad, too. It was like, dear Norma, I sure hope God makes you open this at the right time. Uh, <laughs> if you're you're reading this and it's not the rapture uh i guess just put this back in the column of light and (laughs) forget i said rapture don't you said rapture smoke alert it's about the rapture (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so she reads the note from dad about how dad would be super proud of her if she was better at being christian so then she cry prays she she literally chews the scenery for a second she literally Bites the cushion of the pillow she's crying against. <laughs> she does. <laughs> yeah, but she sure hopes Jesus can find it in her heart to forgive her for all that bridge playing and dancing. <laughs> and now she's at peace. And this is also, so she's, you know, thanking God for saving her soul. And mom is supposed to come on into the scene afterwards. <laughs> But she shows up too soon and she just stands there awkwardly for like four oh, seconds. Oh, it's amazing. <laughs> Hello today, Norma. <laughs> and there's actually a cut in mom walking five yes, steps also. This was the second try. I am just, I really want to see what happened during that cut. What did she do? Did she start doing like a dance move that they didn't like? Start Started playing sh- bridge. She started doing the loca. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but she creeps into the scene, unsure of her cue. And then um, the the daughter says, thank you, mom. You bothered me until I believed in your version of the religion. I, I sure do appreciate the way that you bothered me until I agreed with you. Just like I'm sure the daughters of the women watching this film will eventually learn to appreciate that. <laughs> You sure won't end up alone in a home. Let me promise you that right now. <laughs> Thanks for saving me <clears throat> late. For, for late. And, and forgive me for making you send scorpion horse locusts to sexually assault me, God. Yeah, forgive so, me for that. <laughs> that is on me. 
And then, so they, then they fail the mannequin challenge, right? They were supposed to do a freeze frame, but they didn't realize how that was done. They're like, no, hold stiller. <laughs> oh, it's the, the um, fake freeze at the end where, yeah. where Norma can't, tries to hold her breath, but they hold it too long. So you see her go like, <sighs> <laughs> 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 there's, there's like four cuts in the freeze frame. That you can see. <laughs> and then the movie uh, closes off by instructing us to least bow our D's in prayer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I bowed my D in prayer after this. I, I don't want to. I didn't asked. bow my D until I went back and rewatched the Jesus. Only uh, you can find pleasure through Jesus bedroom <laughs> scene. <laughs> only he can give you satisfaction. We've yeah. all been there. All right. So that's the end of the movie apparently that's all we needed to know about that so my question to close things off is after seeing the fashions and hairstyles and prudery that define the 50s how did we end up with the 60s and 70s oh uh opposite day (laughs) (laughs) oh uh i was gonna say um marital sexual assault didn't exist so (laughs) oh right no okay still doesn't in a bunch of states right now pretty sure well that's thanks heath for Adding such a Bring high note. Down. I know. I was going to say LSD, but that really doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone looks like a lizard now. All right. Well, Matt, I'm dying to know, too. Obviously, this is your first time. And most of our guests, you know, it's first time, last time kind of a thing. But like, <laughs> out of curiosity, how bad was this like compared to what you expected? Well, you know, I actually loved this because... I was expecting like maybe like I've I've actually even known people who make like more modern Christian movies that try to stay hip and stuff. And I was really actually thrilled to see something just go right from A to A to A, like just go right down the line of like the most (laughs) Christian logic slam you over the head. This is what we could do with all of our resources. Give us access to them. Who are they? I actually, I actually was thinking there is a guy I know who did direct some Christian movies who I bet would do this podcast. Bring him to us. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. We actually have a guy who directed several Christian movies that we've done. That is a listener. Um, yeah. he's an atheist. He's a listener, and he loves the and he loves the show and everything. And he's just he, occasionally he'll write in and say, "Come on, man, come on." The cinematography was good best. in that one. Though. I did my best. <laughs> Key grip was strong. Come on. You guys didn't mention at all that it really did have good cinematography. (laughs) All right. So, Matt, can't thank you enough for hanging out with us. But if our listeners aren't quite done with you yet, where can they go to find more of you? Okay. Uh, You can go to uh, hayscoops.com or search on any podcast app for Matt and Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Uh, Me and my comedy partner, Paul Mattingly, we're uh, we're struggling Vegas comedians living in this in crazy Las Vegas. So uh, it's just a, a, it's a nonsense, totally comedy first podcast that comes out twice a week um, on uh, Mondays and Thursdays. And, uh, and it's, yeah, we, 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 uh, it, he is a, uh, he is a Kentucky born uh, uh, Star Trek guy. And I am a, uh, I was a sports playing New Jersey guy and we have no interest in common except for making each other laugh. And so every week's just a clash of <laughs> how the hell do we even get along uh, every week? Awesome. Awesome. And of course, if, if if the instructions that Matt gave you are a little too complicated, you can also check the show notes for this episode. I'll have everything linked on there. Matt, thanks again, man. Yeah, thank you guys. And well, that does it for our review of The Missing Christians. That's not going to do it for the episode just yet because we still need to rope you back in next week. So, Eli, tell us, 
What's on deck? Run the race. Oh, God. It's that- the Tim Tebow Brothers oh, movie, everybody. No. Oh, no. Coming to a theater near your aunt. Yeah, right. No, hopefully it won't be. A- the thing is, is it won't be at a theater near me, but it'll probably be at a church near me. So I might be able <laughs> to go see it at a church. So with that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 183 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to Matt Donnelly for hanging out with us today, and a perhaps even huger thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help a ton by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Scathing Atheist, Citation Needed, and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. Legal services for this podcast are provided by the law office this is a P. Andrew Torres. Tim Robertson takes care of our social media. Our theme song was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. All other music was written and performed by our audio engineer, Morgan Clark, and was used with permission. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright and Eli Bosnick, I'm no illusions. Promise to work hard and earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close. God eventually saved up enough money to buy a door that opens with a knob. <laughs> Norma went on to discover butt stuff and decided that the rapture could fuck itself. Everyone in this movie is dead and wrong. (laughs) Yet. You're welcome, Morgan, whoever you are. <laughs> he works in the shadows, makes us sound good. He's our listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube's really hit us hard. <laughs> and and I I just if you wanted to thank Eli for giving you the the first line. Having the name Studemeyer Backerhaven in it, I, I just you know you, you can thank him for that. <laughs> cheater, cheater, giving him hints. Rude. Thank Mike you, Krzyzewski. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's a progressive church, y'all. That's what the progressives do. <laughs> Eli, do you put soy milk in your salad dressing? Do you not? Okay. All right. Go go to a hospital. And <laughs> <No>. <laughs> And we didn't have those portable fucking. Uh, they didn't have portable. Um, Jesus, paper. Why can't, it was why a can't bunch I, of. Re- <laughs> it, it, you think I'll make another point? Yeah. Thank um, you. <laughs> we didn't have portable teleprompters back then. I could not come up with a term teleprompter. The paper. <laughs> they have portable. Pa- they had big pieces of paper. Yeah, that's what we were lazy. Off of. <laughs> Need big ones. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved.